to the first Geek Talk since Season 3 ended. I want to get JV in here for our usual season wrap-up very soon, probably the next week or so. But first things first, I wanted to have a chat with Mr. Barry J. Gillis himself, creator of things. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for just making VHS night just insane. It was crazy. You guys are so great. I'm still getting through all the Iron Mutant essays. It's going to take me, whew, it's going to take me a while. I'm hoping I'll be done in the next week and start getting them out to you, but I just, I appreciate how many people actually did it. I freaking love you guys. JV's reading them with me and I'm going to send some of them to Chris uh, Jericho because he needs to read them. I'm going to send them to Barry too. And hopefully I'm going to find a way to share these with everybody because they are amazing. Damn it. Damn, let's go. Hi, how you doing? How are you? Uh, I have an announcement to make, and um, I'd like to announce it here, actually. I um, The fans for many years have been asking about a soundtrack, and like it, it's it, and the last couple of years, it's become like almost relentless. I'm not kidding around about this. And then after your show aired last Friday, um, there, there's people messaging me and emailing and when's it coming and even over on your mutant um, uh, Facebook uh, group there people have been asking about the soundtrack these are people who've never even seen the movie before until uh, until I until you guys aired it right so I mean anyway here's the thing we signed an agreement about uh, I don't know say three and a half four months ago or a few months back or more and um, the company didn't want us to announce it anywhere. So the most I've been saying is that it's going to be released. That's all I can say right now. But I mean, I hope that uh, when you, uh, when this podcast is done and whenever you decide to get it uh, going up there, that both of you, <clears throat> both of you can probably tweet out that there's an announcement about the soundtrack here. Anyway, here's who's releasing it. Terror Vision Records is going to release a double uh, album and um, we're really excited about it. Like, yeah, we get more, I have more people asking about uh, the soundtrack than a remake or a sequel. Like that's (laughs) the truth. We get those requests too all the time. Right. And, uh, but yeah, it's going to be double album and they've, they've done uh terror visions done. um, uh, They did that movie. You guys did recently spookies. Yeah, they did a soundtrack for that. Basket Case they released. They released Unsolved Mysteries as well. You know that's you know that show Unsolved Mysteries. That's crazy. Yeah, so and yeah, and uh he he uh he also signed a, uh an agreement with this company called uh, Vinegar Syndrome. And uh that Vinegar Syndrome, yeah, Vinegar Syndrome, he's um he signed like uh one of those uh partnership agreements with them. And so I believe it'll be uh, being sold over there too, as well. When it happens, I just don't know the date, but it's coming. That's so. Anyways, yeah. Finally, I I'm saying it here. It's Terror Vision, and so now the fans can start going over there, hounding him, <laughs> asking him about the date. 
How you two doing? Where are you in Dallas? We're in the the woods of New Jersey. <laughs> in the cabin. Oh, you're in New Jersey. I, I thought you lived in Dallas um, or something, uh, Joe. Uh, no, I've been in New York for years, but uh, uh, during COVID, we're we're working from New Jersey. We usually shoot New Jersey. in yeah. Dallas, the show, but they wouldn't let us this year. So. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, how are you finding New Jersey? I love it here, and it's where they shot uh, Friday the Thirteenth. It's amazing. Oh, cool. I've never been to New Jersey, but I've been uh, to a lot of U.S. states. I've been, you know, I've been to Texas twice. I've been to wherever, California, Massachusetts, uh, all, all the northern states on the east side. I, I love the United States. It's a great country. And I haven't been able to go down the last while because of, um, you know, all this COVID nonsense and all that stuff. So, Mary, we uh, thought- it was a great show. I love Huh? We talked about Scarborough on the show, and I'd never heard of Scarborough, but uh, uh-huh. Jericho made some uh, uh-huh. remarks about Scarborough. Is that really where you're from? Well, I was born and raised in Toronto, and when my mother and father separated and then eventually divorced, um, we moved to um, uh, because my mother was going back to school. She became a social worker and all that during this time. We moved to these low rentals in uh, Scarborough, and uh, that's where I, I met Andy at, in high school. He was reading a Fangoria uh, magazine, and uh, he was always grossing. Yeah, he was always grossing out the girls with all these pictures, and I'd be kind of in the background looking like, oh yeah. But uh, and I used to see him around the high school. But anyway, we eventually became friends and all that. And uh, but Scarborough is a part of Metropolitan Toronto. Chris Jericho, <laughs> he he tries to make it sound like it's uh, you know way out in uh, you know like in 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 the boonies or something, but it's <laughs> but it's built up. It's all part of Toronto, like you know the metropolitan Toronto area. But um, yeah, no, that we shot it. Uh, we shot some stuff in Scarborough and in Toronto and in in, in Toronto and stuff. But I loved the show. I thought it was great. Uh, Yay. And I thought the more that he slammed the movie, the better it was for the movie. <laughs> because I, I believe in any publicity is great publicity. So I, I loved it. I thought it was great. And and you know what? I, I, um, I've made other movies since that. And I'm on my fifth movie now. And, uh, and uh, basically, I'm always improving as a movie maker. So what anybody says, I don't take it to heart what anybody says. Like, you, you know what I mean? A lot of people, there's different ways people kind of uh, deal with things. Like they either really hate it. They really, really hate it. Or they actually, they love the movie, but they, they poke lots of fun at it and all that kind of stuff. And and, you know, I mean, I could tell that whatever, he's not a fan of the movie, but that's fine. There's, uh, there's, there's, we have lots of fans who are actually diehard fans of the movie. Do you know they have things parties? I did. I've heard that. And I want to go to one now. Yeah, no, they do. I mean, and, uh, they, 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 they send pictures, you know, they, they, they have sandwiches and paper yeah. towels and, and they got their booze, but, um, <laughs> I'll tell you this, though. I'll tell both of you this. Uh, I feel privileged 
and I know Andy feels privileged too, Andrew Jordan, because the chances of your movie, uh, any the chances of any movie maker's movie uh, having some kind of a cult following is very rare. And, and I mean, like, I, I don't mean like, uh, I, I mean, like, there's a lot of movies like uh, I, I see movie makers all the time and they claim their movies a cult movie and this and that, whatever, when it's actually really not right. But but, uh, you know, like, but the thing is, I, I, we, we, I, I feel the stars lined up properly and I don't know whatever happened. This movie just keeps going on and on and on and on. And, on, and it's like. Um, I, I, I was never so excited. I knew about your show happening uh, like a few months ago or more, and I just couldn't wait. And we couldn't announce it or say it anywhere. But I know. But it was great. I mean, yeah, it was yeah, a great Gary, show. I loved it. And, and like, I understand. Yeah. Haven't there been some uh, big screenings of things in uh, some repertory theaters um, o- over the last few years? Yeah, there was a. Uh, some of the screenings um, are, are actually quite huge. There was a screening at uh, a theater in Toronto. Uh, I think that would be about a year and a half, couple of years ago now. And that was where they have the After Dark Film Festival, which is a, a fair size, huge film festival in Toronto. And um, actually, I believe they get a lot of media there and stuff too at that festival. But but it wasn't shown at that festival, but it was shown at that theater where they have that. And they had like, uh, I, from what I hear, like it, it, it wasn't sold out, but they had a pretty big crowd there. You know what I mean? And over time, there is some venues that sell out. Pardon me? Oh, I just think that's awesome that that happened. That so many people still. Yeah, like it, it was pr- pretty good. Yeah, they they asked me to do uh like what I do an intro video and stuff. It 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 plays all over the place. Like it plays in uh well, it played in the Almo Draft House theaters and stuff like that in in different Almo Draft House theaters. Nice. Uh I never I don't know how many people went and stuff like that. I actually played in Edmonton here one time too. Yeah, I I I was I I stumbled upon it that it was being played in town here and i'm like well hey how come nobody told me about this <laughs> so i contact them said hey i live right here in edmonton like uh, i can come down for the screening if you want and i came down for the screening and it, it was great like uh what surprises me about this movie is uh, i'll give you an example back in 2008 uh the fans kept asking for uh the dvd because uh with the invention of the internet, we started finding out that all these people were fans of the movie, which we didn't know all this. And, you know, you start getting emails and, and, and you know, stuff like that. But they kept asking for when's it going to be released on DVD, DVD. Anyway, I bankrolled the DVD release. And then shortly after that, um, InterVision came along and uh, Severn, right? And they wanted to release the movie. But what I was going to say was at the launching, uh, I launched it at the uh, Room Mark Festival of Fear in Toronto. Like we launched it, we went and set up a table and did all this stuff, rented a table off them, whatever. I honestly could not believe the amount of people that were lining up for autographs and pictures and stuff. I, I did not know that this movie 
No, I'm serious. I did not like we knew the movie had fans because you're getting emails and stuff. And then later, once Facebook was uh, invented and all that, you know, you get all these Facebook messages. But like you knew that, oh, yeah, okay, there's some fans out there, you know, this and that. But I mean, until you see it for yourself, I mean, like, I, 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 it, it was unbelievable. You know what I mean? So, and that was 2008. So I could imagine after your show, it, you know what I mean? If we show up anywhere, what happens? So that was the biggest mass screening of the movie ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was huge. <laughs> that was huge. Barry, that was the hugest thing that's ever happened for this movie. Barry, we had a contest uh, uh, among our fans oh, to, see, <laughs> to see if they could describe the plot of things. Oh, I wish I could. I and should I read and, it and we, have, we, have, uh, we have a couple of thousand... Uh, <laughs> We have a couple of thousand entries in there. Are you serious? Yes. Now, what I want you to do. People wrote essays and submitted diagrams. What I want you to do is tell us as briefly as possible, (laughs) what is the plot of things? Oh, good question. Good question. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You guys caught me off guard. You know what? The best definition is is actually the one that, um, well, I actually wrote it, and then the distributor at the time, they kind of rewrote it to, to, you know, like, and, and back in those days, if you remember the VHS, well, which you do, because, I mean, you, you, you know, like, that that's your... Uh, that, that's what you're involved in you, like you talked about like you talked about when sledgehammer was being played you know that you'd go into the video store into these areas you know and like you'd read the back of a vhs and oh wow this sounds great right but that i i you know that i i, I can't i can't think of exactly what it says on the back right now i wish you had in front of me but the but the the movie is basically about um uh it's about uh uh a guy named doug who whose wife uh, they can't have a baby so he he um they went to dr lucas (laughs) which you never actually see happening and he he talks about it off screen but you know they go to dr lucas and uh and dr lucas uh he uh he comes up with a way to artificially inseminate her or whatever and uh and uh it it, it results in the birth of things <laughs> <laughs> and uh but i mean like you know like to nail down this plot exactly i mean that that's your bare bones story really right like and we see it all the time like you know like like people talk about like i read the reviews all the time like i i love doing all that and I, I, I can't believe I missed this. Where did you guys have this contest? Because I'm usually, I check around. Like, I'm in post-production right now on Tales from the Dead Zone. But I'm always, I like knowing what the fans are saying about the movies and, you know, reviews. And I I'm, I like that stuff. Right? Well, we're, we're sending out certificates to people so, who, who, who successfully got through the movie. <laughs> and so. Both movies. And so. Oh, I know. I know, I know but all they about had that. To write their, they had to write. I know all about that. But they had to explain the plot and explain the meaning of the movie in order to get their. Support. Oh, okay, that was part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. So we have, so we yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about. 
Yeah, so so we now have 2,000 different versions <laughs> of what things is really about. I'm going to send some of these your way so you can read them. Yeah, okay. I, I, I remember now that, yeah, that, yeah, I remember now that ties all into the, into the, that you survived uh, because I uh, watching the movie and all that. Okay, yeah, no, I remember it says in, in part of those uh, rules or whatever, it said something like that, that you have to do the, yeah, okay, I see. That's where it went. Okay, so I do know about all that then. And you got about 2,000? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And I will definitely send you some. So, Barry, what do you do when you're not making movies there in Edmonton? Well, basically, um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tradesman. So I'm, uh, I'm an industrial insulator. So basically what that is, is an industrial insulator. Um, we... Uh, we insulate pipelines and tanks and stuff in, in refineries and, you know, in, in, on big industrial sites and stuff like that. So I've worked in the uh, oil sands a lot. You know what I mean? I, okay. I, I was just on a job actually up north. At, uh, pardon me? That sounds like a good business. Like, uh, are you a union guy? Yeah, well, it, 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 well uh, <laughs> Ignore that okay, I was in the union for 18 years. Okay, I'm, uh, let's go here. I I was in the union for 18 years. No, seriously, and I'm 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 a hardcore union guy and and all that kind of stuff. But um, it came to the point recently where they wouldn't let me sign a what's called a salting agreement to go on a job to go to work. And so I made a choice. Like I said, okay, so you're not going to let me sign a salting agreement. And there's not even any work in our union hall for me to go to. Because they had let me sign a couple of salting agreements in the past. And uh, as part of those salting agreements, you have to let them know what's happening on the site and all that kind of stuff. Because you're going to a non-union site to work, right? Yeah. And uh, basically, uh, I had two choices. So I, I, I didn't want to do it because I'm union I, and I, you know, whatever. But I mean, and my father was a union man for 30 years. Like he was in the United Auto Workers, and then they broke away from the U.S. chapter, became Canadian Auto Workers. And I, I, and I, and and I am a union guy. But I mean, I had a choice, and I'm not one of those guys who's going to go sneaking behind the unions back and work in non-union. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and, and then, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, 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 I it, it was the toughest decision actually I ever had to make in my life, and oh my I'm God. not kidding you about that. But uh, yeah, they said I couldn't sign a salting agreement, and I, I, and I, I said, well, I'm resigning. So, and uh, but it, it was just a tough decision. But the thing is, there's there's non-union work in our trade, and um, and a lot of a lot of union guys have left our trade and went non-union because there's hardly any work in our union hall. You know what I did last year, Joe Bob and Darcy, was that I went to Ontario for a year to work. Like through our union, you can get a travel card to go to other provinces or whatever. So I, I left Alberta for like a good year, you know, just to stay union. You know, and I went to Manitoba and I've went through all the hard times. I've done all kinds of stuff, right, uh, to stay union. But when when you're saying that if I don't turn down this, no, what was it? Basically, I had two choices. I could either turn down the job and I don't know when I'm working next or 
I could sign a soft agreement and they said they, they weren't letting any agreements be signed right now. So I, 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 I don't know. It was a tough choice. And, uh, you're, you're, you're a rebel in both of your careers, Barry. What, what's your next? Uh, <laughs> what's your next movie? Oh, I'm excited about this one. Tales from the Dead Zone yeah. stars Bret Hart and Corey Feldman's in it too. That's amazing. I sent. Uh, I sent. Uh, I sent Darcy the link to the uh, trailer. I don't How know if you had a chance Corey to see Feldman. it, but I, and I, Bret Hart. Corey Feldman. Yeah, Bret Hart lives in it too. Sorry, what? Yeah, Bret Hart lives in Calgary, so we flew him up from Calgary, and uh, and uh, it was great. Uh, Feldman did his parts in L.A., but the the thing is, it's um, I'll tell you this: when you make a movie like Things, you the rest of your life you believe I have to redeem myself. Like you cannot, (laughs) you cannot have people the rest of your life. You cannot have Things as the movie that, um, you know what I mean? Like you, like I, I'm proud of Things. I'm proud of yeah, exactly. Like like I don't mind if it's part of the I don't mind if it's part of the legacy and whatever or anything of my movie making whatever all that but what I mind is that you know I I I don't want that to be the you know the like 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 I was so inept as a movie maker like that's all I could do you know what I mean like I I strive to become better and better all the time as a movie maker and like, like if anybody, if anybody follows even just the trailers of everything I made after that, like they can see, you know what I mean? The difference that, that, that I am improving. So, but no, I, I, I'm honored to, I wear the, I wear the badge of honor. The, you know, I, I love that worst movie ever made and you all that should. stuff. I, I think it's great actually. It's- no, I love that stuff. Um. You really should. There's like, yeah, I mean, I love it so much. That just doesn't happen all the time. It's amazing. No, I know there's people who hate it too, and uh, that's fine with me. It but I mean, with any- what what I found, what, yeah, what I what I found was that um, I I I find that uh, well, working in this in this in the in these kind of like low budget shoestring kind of realm realms or whatever what i find is that it's actually good for your movie to have that kind of talk like people trash like people who love it and people who actually hate it they're trashing it i i think that's all good for your movie like we get people trashing our movie right now for tales from the dead zone like i've i've had like uh people trashing it on the facebook page or that and, and then i have and then there's people loving it right so, and, and I think that's good. Like there's people that are like, what? Bret Hart and Corey Feldman, you know, whatever. And, and you know, like <laughs> you can just imagine all the trash that's written, right? <laughs> Haters, man. Just ignore them. <laughs> but no, I don't mind. No, but I have thick skin, right? Like, like I, 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 I'll give you an example. Bruce wrote to who he stars in the movie that disappears into the, third fourth and fifth dimension he comes back with a chainsaw he was pretty choked about uh chris uh jericho oh, no. right? I'm, so I'm like what are you 
Yeah, he was choked. He's like, oh yeah, it was. I like the show except for that guy and this oh, and that. Well, I said, that, that's great for the movie. Who cares? Who cares? Like you have to have thick skin. I love that stuff. Like there will be people talking about that for years. How first, you know, Chris Jericho was trashing the movie. <laughs> I love all that stuff. Uh, we don't want to allow them into Winnipeg, and this movie should be wiped. <laughs> this movie should be wiped off the face of the world. Very Jacob and and, and 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 yeah, he can suck it. And then he said he said one even worse after that. Yes, he did. Was, uh, fuck his own ass. Uh, fuck, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Fuck his ass or something. You know what? Like. You know why? I mean, I was I was a little bit stunned watching oh. this. Like, whoa, this guy doesn't even know me. Oh, God. But I mean, like, <laughs> I, 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 no, I was kind of like a bit, I was actually a bit shocked that he, that he kind of went in the, you know, that it kind of started going a bit personal. Like, not shocked, but a bit stunned. But I was like, wow, the best thing that could ever happen for this movie. Like, seriously. Yep. Very this, strong. What's feeling. happening with this <laughs> Pardon me? He had really strong. Oh, he that. hates the movie. I, that's fine. But I love, I love that it, 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 <laughs> he watched it. that strong, that emotional about it. It could just be like, ugh, it's boring. You know, this is just like pure, just like maybe not the nicest thing, but strong well, emotions. Yeah. Well, well, I'll tell you this. There's all, there's all, um, the reviews and the uh, and 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 what people have been saying about this movie for years—they run the spectrum from everything from they hate it to they love it to it's stupid to it's boring. I guess the worst one is when you get the boring one. You know what I mean? That, that's probably the. You know what I mean? Like uh, I think for any movie, if if you read something about your movie being boring, like eeks, yikes. You know what I mean? But for the most part, you don't hear that too much about things. Which Usually people are yeah. entertained by it. And yeah. What's so, the most common but, uh, question? Yeah. So you, when you appear with the movie, what's the most common are, question you get about the, about things? Soundtrack probably, right? We get asked about the sound, like I get, we get asked when's the soundtrack coming a lot, but I, I know, I, I think what you're asking is like, what, what, uh, uh, people uh, people ask you how long it take it took to shoot the movie a lot like uh, stuff like that. Believe it or not, that movie took uh, ask about two months of shooting. Believe it or not. <laughs> okay, here's what I want to ask you guys. My that's my real mustache. It never fell off. Half of it. Where where? Uh, yeah, that's my real mustache. The only thing I could figure was that. That where the you know there's a bunch of gook or slime or green stuff on my face that that, that it looks like uh and maybe the way oh, the shot yeah, was that maybe not. it looks like I only have half a mustache and it fell off. Well, somebody mentioned that over at your mutant Facebook page. They said uh, exact. I don't know the exact uh, what it said exactly, but the gist of it was exactly at what uh, point in things does does his mustache fall off or something and i wrote i re, i replied and i said uh my it, it doesn't happen because uh, i guess it's just <laughs> but i think what it is is that well oh i'm sorry part of me i guess it was just an illusion <laughs> so, yeah well uh and the mandela effect maybe <laughs> but uh 
Yeah, no, I'm I like you wouldn't believe how like like I am so honored that that it was shown on your show. I mean, like, come on. I mean, like this movie is like you, you know, like technically, like I don't know if I don't know technically a worse movie in terms of like everything that like sound, uh, you name it, the whole thing is uh is an inept uh yeah. inept um exercise in filmmaking it is because we didn't we all we wanted to do was make a movie and get it done and get it distributed and uh did you know that the distributor actually we signed a deal and he had been putting money into it before even seen the whole movie (laughs) (laughs) i did know that actually and when he seen the movie pardon me i did know that actually but go ahead go ahead i want to hear what did he see oh you did know it Oh, I did recently. Well, Mel Lieberman, yeah, Mel Lieberman owned a company called Let Us Entertain You, and we had sent the three-quarter masters because we got the film transferred to uh, uh, three-quarter tape, right? Like, you know, half inches to VHS and then three-quarter for your audience that might not know is the, was quote, quote, the semi-professional or professional one or whatever. Then you have your one-inch and two-inch tape, whatever. But we had it transferred all the Super 8 footage to three-quarter and then later Amber Lynn's footage to the 16 millimeter to three-quarter. But, oh, and and that was like the muddiest transfer that you could ever get. And uh, that uh, right now we're in the works for, uh, I know I'm kind of going off topic here, like going out a different thing. But we're, before I forget, uh, we're in the works for all the film to be transferred uh digitally and there's going to be an actual hd release of it believe it or not but i cannot that that's one yeah that's one we can't talk about at all but uh sorry what was the question again uh i mean you mentioned that darcy you just said something oh oh mel lieberman oh yeah so basically we sent the movie to uh i believe it was prism Prism Entertainment. You would have heard of Prism, Joe Bob, eh? Oh, yeah. I reviewed many of their movies. Back in the day. Yeah, okay. So we sent it to Prism. And I forget the other company right now, but but, uh, and, uh, we, we, and then they sent us the three quarter tape back saying that, uh, I forget this was not what they're looking for or something and whatever. Anyway, we were pretty disappointed. Uh, because you know we we were we were in video stores looking at like okay which companies would be the kind of company that would release our movie you know what I mean like you're in there looking at these you know you're looking at all the trash horror tapes and stuff and VHS oh yeah this company might release it that company but Prism was definitely one we sent to I can't remember if we sent it to Lightning Video or or who it was there was another one anyway however. Every time we went in the video store, we always saw let it was called they were called let us entertain you, and they were right in Toronto, and and we kept saying to ourselves all the time, ah, the last company we want to go with is these guys. We we wanted an American company, right? But 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 believe it or not, that company would get their tapes everywhere. Like I mean, back then anything sold. Like you were you were even saying that on the on the show. Like I mean. Anything sold that was coming down the pike, like anything that people could get their hands on, they were renting at the video stores. And basically, uh, anyway, Mel Lieberman saw the trailer. We we ended up going to Mel Lieberman. We decided, let's go to this guy. 
And so we went to Mel and uh, he had released Dead Kids. He, he was the first one to release Italian Stallion in North America yeah. that was starring Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he was the first. He actually told me the story about that, too. He sat on it for a year because he thought, like, you know, some people were going to come visit him. <laughs> you know, like, because Stallone became, well, Stallone was a big star now and whatever. And he, he was worried, like, you know what I mean? Like, if I release this, he thought. You know, he might have some Gangsta. bad people come to visit him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Oh, take him out, whatever. <laughs> but he sat on it for a year. And then uh, the company that was actually um, duplicating the VHS tapes of this Italian stallion, like back then, it was like the Wild West, Joe Bob. You probably know all this. Like the duplicators, uh, they would get their hands on a movie they were they were selling it too, like you know getting it to this uh, another company to sell this and duplicate that it, it was like the wild west but yeah so he the, the duplicator that he had ended up making some deal i don't know with who uh, some other distribution company and, and and it was being sold all over the place but yeah he was responsible for that but mel lieberman he always smoked this big giant cigar, right? And you'd go, you'd go to his, and he had the whole floor in Toronto. Like it was like going to, you know what I mean? Like, like, wow, like this is big time, you know? And he had released about a hundred movies on that label. And he, he, he released them under different labels too. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't always let us entertain you. Like that's what, like they released our, our movie under the tri world flag and stuff like that. Rad. And, uh, but anyways, yeah, he, he liked the trailer so much. He was like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. And we were making a deal and there's an agreement and whatever. And we said, yeah, but we're not done the movie yet. You know, we got to we gotta keep editing it. We went to visit him and stuff. And by this time, he was so heavy into it. Like, he, he had uh, paid to get all our, our posters out of the uh, print shop. Aww. He had paid to get the VHS. He had paid to get all the boxes for the VHS done. That's amazing. He had paid for these things called ad slips. They're, they're like 8.5 by 11. And he had paid for Amber Lynn. <laughs> Yay. We had no money. We had no money to get. We had no money to get her. She was in the house of Lancaster stripping and I seen it in the newspaper. Oh, Amber Lynn's in town. So I said to Andy, we, we got to get Amber Lynn for the movie. And his parents would not put another cent into the movie. They almost lost their house oh my God. because of this movie. Well, he asked them for three to five grand and it turned into about 35 or, oh or whatever. God. And then at one point they just stopped. Yeah, they just stopped putting money into the movie. So I ended up working and putting all the money I could into the movie and we got it released which comes back to that 350,000 you were talking about on the air Joe yeah well oh, okay yeah well basically yeah Andrew wanted me to lie about the budget and I didn't want to really yeah I didn't really want to lie about the budget I don't like lying in general I rather just not say you know, than to lie about the budget, but he 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 figured that nobody would uh, give us any publicity if we if we told the real budget. So it did so, cost thirty. You no, know, I reluctantly said that. But but it did cost thirty. It's about thirty five forty by the time it's all. Yeah, but because the Super Eight film costs a lot, uh, and and the and the the film and the processing, the transfer, and the other thing is that um, when you don't really know what you're doing. You, you don't know how to, 
you know what I mean? Like everything takes longer. It just goes off. Those creatures being built, I believe we paid, uh, I think there was like, it was three or 4,000 or more to get those done. Well, that was worth it for sure. Like, believe it or not, they weren't just something bought in a store. Yeah, it wasn't just something bought in a store. Andy had drawn a picture, got it to this guy, Glenn, and he made molds of it and whatever and all this stuff, right? And But um, yeah, so Mel Lieberman, he had... Let me ask you one last question, Barry. If if you if you looking back on it thirty years later, you know, if you had it to do all over again and you had the same amount of money, would you do it the same way? Well, looking at, on the spot yes, there. yes, we would because we didn't know any better. We, we didn't know any better. You know what I mean? Like we, 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 we tried to shoot a movie before that, uh, before we were shooting on film, we tried to shoot a movie before that. It was a disaster. Like we, you know what I mean? People who said they were going to be in it, didn't show up this and that. It was a disaster. We, I think we shot about three separate nights for, I don't know how long. And it was a total, total disaster. And, uh, and, and you need money to make a, a movie and, and whatever. And the worst thing I always say is, uh, I always tell movie makers the worst people you can ask to be a part of your movie is friends and family. I mean, there's a rare time where yes, a friend or family is good, but no, you're best off putting like, like when I went to shoot my second movie, wicked world, I, I said, I'm not going this route friends and people we know or whatever, stuff like that. I'm going to a, a model and talent agency. You know what I mean, and and that, like that's what I've been doing now for years. As a you know, you put out you put out notices, additions, and you know you do all that. But I would do it exactly the same way. That's actually good to Not, know. Like I'm like, happy to know that. You, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I mean like okay, right now if 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 somebody said like uh, uh, I I I mean like. Like I, I wouldn't change anything because that's all we knew. You know what I mean? So I, I can't go back in time and say, well, okay, now I know how to, how to, uh, you know, I've learned so much over the years. Like that was our film school, basically. You know what I mean? That was my film school. And that's what I tell every, uh, like I get Joe Bob and Darcy, I get emails and messages like uh, from, from people who want to make movies all the time. And I, I tell them, I, like, and some of them say they want to make a feature-length film right away. I tell them, hey, that's great. Like, that's no problem. Go out and do that if you want. But I, I tell them that that you're probably better off going out and making a short, like, in a day. Because you'll learn everything you got to know. Like, you know what I mean? You're going to learn how to, how to, that you need a couple of people for your movie, whatever. How to shoot it, edit it all that kind of stuff, right? At the same time, I do tell them if they really want to go shoot a, a feature-length movie first, these are people who who, ha, who don't know anything about movie making. However, you know, you have YouTube these days. You have all that. We didn't have none of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, we... we <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Totally. You, you can... Well, yeah, all you, you had was books. Yeah, well, you, you've... Uh, tried, tried. Well, you guys are legends. For sure, uh, and not just in Canada, but in all of uh, the universe, all of North America, <laughs> and I guess Europe too. Now, right, and so um, uh, congratulations, and uh, 
thanks for being with us. And Thank you so much for talking to us and telling us your story. Well, I uh, there's no before we go any further here. There's no bigger legend in in the uh, in the in, in in this realm than Joe Bob Briggs. Oh, so let's I just mean. let's just be <laughs> let's be a hundred percent honest about who the real legend is here. Well, I mean, you you've been doing Barry. I, I, I have to ask you, Barry. Barry, what what does the J stand for? Barry J. James. Barry James. James. Okay. okay. I just thought, about Brent, yeah, Barry I, James I thought it, I thought years. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it sounded better like than just Barry Gillis. Like, you know, like, okay, I got to come up with some kind of name here. Uh-huh. Right? Like, no, you know, we all know you as Barry J. You can't change it now. So I thought it. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought Barry J. Let's go with Barry J. Gillis. It kind of has a zing to it kind of idea. Right. So. But I mean, like, yeah, you're a legend and I want to thank you for everything you do for our movies. And like, you've been doing this for years, you know, like, uh, like writing books and everything. I mean, like, and, and to have our movie on your show, like, believe me, that's, that's the hugest thing that's ever happened, as I said before, for the movie. And it just like, it's just, and to have it on your move on your show and and like and and you saying that you know i'd like to say this is the worst movie of all time but i know that uh, there's always another one comes along like basically you said it's the worst oh, movie man. of all time and i love that Joe Bob Briggs, about that. you know what i mean like in so many words the only reason you didn't say it's the worst movie of all time is because ah there might be another one come along i was like great i love all that stuff and you know what that, this, this movie just well, we were happy to do it, Barry. No, but this movie. And, uh, yeah, well, I loved it. I love the show. I love Chris Jericho, too. And uh, I thought it was great. Like, like you, you can't buy that kind of publicity, you know what I mean? Like, uh, ha- having having uh, him on there just putting. There were some people angry about it, actually. I was oh, reading I here know. and there. But, I mean, I wasn't angry about it. Not I wasn't nice. angry about it. And, as I said, Bruce Roach. Bruce Roach from the movie, he wasn't uh, delighted by Jericho, but I loved every minute of it. I loved it. It was, You can't, you can't. Hey, and I loved your show there with uh, Clint Howard yesterday. That was great. I, I watched it. Uh, I don't get that much time to watch too many, uh, you know, movies the way I'd love to and all that. But I, I, I caught that yesterday. That was phenomenal. Uh, and uh, it was, uh, oh, yeah. That's actually the first time I've seen that movie. I love that yeah, movie. I that was a great movie. Oh, Evil Speak. And then I had to get back to post-production, but I, I plan on watching the, you know, the other one you did, uh, you know, on the replays and all that. But, but I mean, you guys are doing such a fantastic job, and I hope that Shudder continues to, um, you know, to, to, um, to, to, um, to uh you know have more seasons of your show is there is there talk about next season or i think you they're already i think we're we're not allowed to talk about that yet either so many secrets in this business <laughs> oh, okay yeah 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 that's fine but i mean i hope i hope everything you know works out great that way and, yeah and i mean it's great and darcy you're do i love darcy as your uh as your sidekick too they you can't 
it works so you guys you guys have that chemistry you know what i mean and like you. you know she she no well you're the she's the sidekick and i i just love it right like it's just it, it it's great everything about that and the other thing i really love i love the countdown you know what i mean like because you're watching shutter live tv and then boom an hour before the, the that everything's going to happen and they start counting it down. You know what I mean? Yeah, Gathering that audience. That's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's a great idea because it gets you, excited. you know, and, and, and I wish you guys all the best of continued success with the show and everything. And, and I'm so honored. And uh, the, the only thing I forgot to mention before we all go, whatever, is that Mel Lieberman, uh, we 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 went and met Amber Lynn at the House of Lancaster. We I, we stood in a lineup to get a Polaroid with her to talk to her because it, it was just like crazy. Like you couldn't even get near her. Nice when she nice. was stripping, right? And so yeah, I stand stand the line, get a Polaroid, and I said, yeah, like we'd like to have you on our movie and stuff like that, and da da da, da and talk to her real quick in the line. She's like, well, you have to talk to my agent, who was her boyfriend. So anyway, that all went down. We offered him a thousand U.S. dollars. And uh, basically, he said, no, he says, uh, we want more money than that, this and that. So I said to Andy, let, after we got home talking more about it, I said, let's just offer 2500 US dollars for an hour of her time. And we just insert her in the movie here and there. And I said, <laughs> you know what? I cannot see them turning down that kind of money for an hour of I'm her sure. time. Anyway, they agreed. And it was all done. I kind of feel sad because, I mean... Uh, she was expecting this to be a big giant highlight of her career, you know. All that I think kind it of is. Stuff. But here's the thing. But but no, but I mean, like at the time, I think she thought it was a bigger, you know, like a a big budget move, bigger budget, you know, whatever, all that. But here's the thing: we did not have the money, and back then there was no cell phones. And I was calling uh, Mel Lieberman, like Mel Lieberman, we got Amber Lynn to agree and her agent, her boyfriend agent to agree to this 2,500 US, but we don't have the money. And he was him and Han going back and forth. This is going on for hours on a telephone going back and forth. And and he was the kind of guy who was always getting advice. What, what should he do? You know, like what, whatever. I don't know who he was talking to. And the end he said, okay, he's going to put up the money for her. But here's the thing. All this was happening before he even seen the movie. <laughs> when he seen the movie, oh my God. You're and I went to visit amazing. him at, at his big giant office in Toronto. Like, yeah, you should have seen the cigar drooping in his mouth. And like, I, I couldn't even get past the kitchen scene. He said something like that. But I talked to him years later and... Um, and like uh, you know, he was always happy he released it, but I but he thought he was getting something better than than he was getting. But anyways, yeah, it sounds like you guys gotta go and all that. And I love talking to you, and and I would appreciate uh, because of that announcement. And the fans have been wanting for years. If 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 one of you could put a tweet or something saying that that there's an announcement about the soundtrack on this. Um, oh, of course. On uh, uh, the thing soundtrack. On, on this uh, podcast, it, 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 you know what I mean? Because you guys have a fair amount of uh, Twitter followers. And uh, I, I'm not on Twitter, but I'm on Facebook all the time, whatever. But, yeah, I'd appreciate that. And I love talking to you. And keep doing what you're doing. Uh, and you. I love your show. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and you couldn't get anybody better than 
Darcy the male girl as a sidekick. Aww. Like she just, you just play into everything so well. Like it's just, yeah. Because I've watched, I've watched various episodes now, and it's just, it, it the whole thing how you two play off each other. I just love it, Joe Bob. It's awesome. Aww, we love and, you too, uh, and Darcy. So thank you very much. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm honored to be your guest. Thank you, Barry. Tonight. Okay, thank you. Take care. You too. Bye.